I can't stress it enough. Know your audience. If you make a habit of talking to one of your either prospects or existing customers on a weekly basis, just one 30-minute call, it doesn't take much out of your time, you will be better set off compared to everyone else in the market because not a lot of businesses do it. I'll tell you the truth, even here in Silicon Valley with tech companies and uh, huge teams, people do not talk to a lot of their customers, though it's the gold that you can and should always step into. Welcome to the Home Service Expert, where each week, Tommy chats with world-class entrepreneurs and experts in various fields like marketing, sales, hiring, and leadership to find out what's really behind their success in business. Now, your host, the Home Service Millionaire, Tommy Mello. All right, welcome back to the Home Service Expert. My name is Tommy Mello, and today I'm with Anna Tutskaya. Perfect. You did right. (laughs) So, Anna Tutskaya, where are you from exactly? Originally? I'm originally from Russia. I moved to the United States uh, eight years ago. Well, that's amazing. You're an expert in digital marketing, management website strategy, paid search, demand generation, mobile marketing, and web analytics based out of San Francisco. You're the head of marketing at Minichat, and you're the co-founder of uh, Scalefully. You're a self-made marketing maven, a dynamic mother of two, and an international entrepreneur who runs successful businesses on two continents. Now the head of marketing on ManyChat, the world's leading chat marketing platform. She's helping reshape the marketing strategies of nearly 2 million businesses around the world. With her expertise in the field of marketing, specifically in chat, Anna believes in the benefits and what it can do to supercharge the outreach efforts of small business owners and service providers all over the world. We chatted before we start. It's a pleasure to have you here. Do you want to, uh, I guess, just begin by telling us a little bit about what you do, mini chat scalefully, and, and understanding a little bit more about just your experiences? Sure. First of all, thanks a lot for having me on your podcast. It's a huge honor, and I'm glad to be here. Jumping to your question, I've been in marketing for the last 10 years, helping a lot of startups from different sizes of different sizes grow, acquire customers, nurturing customers, and at the end of the day, generate a lot of revenue. So I've been at startups, e-commerce space, at marketplaces, and finally now at ManyChat, where we bring automation to a lot of small and medium businesses. We allow them to acquire customers, to nurture customers, and get the most out of their marketing efforts. I think the interesting story would be to share with you how I got here, how I got to chat marketing in general, because it really aligns with what businesses are trying to solve, especially now, you know, nowadays acquiring and getting and fighting for the attention of their potential customers. So I'm working with startups, full-time jobs, consulting, and always trying to figure out what are the best ways you know to acquire customers. And I'm not sure if you know it or not, but we've got only eight seconds, like on average, to get someone really pay attention to our brand. So basically, that is the average human attention span, eight seconds. And within that time, we really need to figure out how to introduce the brand, what's the messaging, and most importantly, where can we capture that attention? And there are a lot of channels. I worked with pretty much all the channels in my arsenal, like ads, influencers, emails, even DRTV, you know, this ads on television where trying to hit so many views and trying to find, you know, that perfect channel. And so I started asking myself a question is where do my customers hang out? Like where do they spend the most time? And I figured out their own chat because let me ask you actually a question. How many unread emails do you have in your mailbox? I hate email. If I had a choice, I would just do video or texting. Love it. Yeah. So same here. Like honestly, being as head of marketing and an agency owner, it's very probably bad to admit that I have over 100 emails that I've never opened and never read. But then how many text messages like SMS, 
in Messenger, in Instagram DMs, do you have unopened and unread? My Facebook is pretty cleared every night. I don't know why, but I, I tend to look at that stuff a lot more. See, that's what I learned too when I was talking to prospects, to customers. And I was like, cool, all these people are on chat. So how can I reach them? And I started figuring out and I found out about many chat like six years ago and started adding to my email marketing efforts, this chat marketing effort. So basically acquiring customers through chat and communicating to them there on Messenger, on Instagram DMs. And I got a lot of success. And then finally, ManyChat reached out to me three years ago and they offered me to be their head of marketing and to build growth to their customer base engine. And that's how I found myself basically there. This is going to be a good podcast because I've already got a million questions. So tell me a little <laughs> bit about, uh, I geek out about marketing. I'm obsessed with Google. You know, Google's got four algorithms. You got local service ads, Google guarantee. You got pay-per-click, you got organic, then you got the Google My Business page. I think that's a good starting point because a lot of customers are reactive. When something breaks, they call. You want to get found. But you're more on the proactive side of going out and getting the clients. Let's talk a little bit about just mini chat and scalefully and how this all works. So if you were to rephrase the question, because scalefully is my digital marketing agency where I hold businesses to acquire customers and to grow their revenues. ManyChat is a tool, right? A company that I am head of marketing and we help businesses, small and medium sizes to build automation for their marketing efforts. So where do you want to focus? Let's on? start at ManyChat because that's Let's very intriguing to me. So, you know, I've got a podcast, you're on it right now. If I wanted to grow right now, we're averaging 40,000 downloads a month. I want to get it to a couple hundred thousand. And there's millions of home service companies in the United States. If you throw England and Australia and Canada in there, you've got tens of millions of home service companies. How would I use mini chat? And I'm just wondering, I'm going to ask you a lot of ways to use this stuff. I want to hear it in action. That's a perfect question and very specific the first thing that comes to mind is having experience running ads globally, I would highly recommend you focusing on your customer acquisition outside of the United States, because the United States is the most expensive market you can imagine to acquire new customers. So if you have the option to go globally, always do that. It will help to bring your customer acquisition cost down. But talking specifically about ManyChat, let me ask you a question. Do you ever run ads to acquire more views to your podcast? Yeah, so what we do is we run Facebook ads. So we might take a clip out of this and take a highlight reel. And then obviously what I want to do is get them to the podcast page or get them to follow us on Facebook, which is the home service expert Facebook page. And then there's a lot of opportunities there. So uh, I definitely run ads on Instagram and on Facebook. And I think we're going to do some LinkedIn. And then I'm getting really big on TikTok, but it's not for the podcast. Got it. Okay. So I would say we can keep maybe TikTok and LinkedIn aside. LinkedIn is, by the way, the most expensive channel to drive traffic. It has the best targeting and you can be very specific in whom you want to talk to. But again, like keep in mind your budgets and how much you want to attribute to that. But if I were to focus on your Facebook ads and Instagram ads, they're where you can be extremely creative. So you mentioned that you drive traffic to Facebook pages and to your podcast. What happens to this traffic, right? They see that ideally, if they like this ad, they get curious, they click on it, and they get to the page. Especially after iOS 14 changes, where there is very hard to get the customer their permission to retarget to them, you pretty much lose this prospect once they get on the page, right? They either convert or they don't. And we know that you can't get higher than 10% conversion rates on those pages. What can you do instead? You can actually create an ad that will send traffic to your messenger either your messenger or Instagram DMs if you want to do that there. 
And the cool thing about this ad is that you see every prospect that get interested in content you provide them and start interacting with you. So what you, you can do there is you can create a conversation which will be automated for you. And then you can introduce your service or your podcast in more details. And the biggest beauty of it is that once you have this conversation, first of all, you can always jump in with live chat and interact with your prospect, just have this nice conversation. You can automate it all. Or in five hours, six hours, 23 hours, you can always get back to this person. Also, everything will be automated and ask them, like, did you have a chance to check out my podcast? And they're like, oops, we forgot. Okay nice reminder then you can ask them okay do you want me to send you the updates weekly updates with all the guests that i'm going to feature on my podcast and if they say yes then you'd be able to communicate with them on the weekly basis so stuff like that or for example if you work on content that you want to distribute something of value to your listeners that's also you can ask them like do you want to receive this content and if they say yes then you can Keep sending it to them on the cadence you prefer on the channel that has 80% open rates, at least. You mentioned that you pretty much open all your messages. So is it all AI? I mean, is it predictive? Because sometimes I don't like those chat bots and they say they're full of AI. But then again, I don't really like virtual assistants, you know, from the Philippines that don't really do the, some of them do great English, but it's just tough because <laughs> I don't like to deal with that kind of stuff. So I can almost tell because what happens is it pops up right away and you just know mm -hmm. it's a bot. So how does that work? There is nothing to do with AI. There is this algorithm or conversation that you pre-built yourself. It's a completely plug and play solution. So for instance, I'm just thinking of an example specifically for your podcast. Tell me a little bit about the ad that you run. Like what? So let's just say I have Michael Gerber. He's a famous author. I guess what I could start the chat with is, hey, have you read the book E-Myth by Michael Gerber? It changed my life. And then I'm sure they could say, no, I haven't. Or yes, I have. Or yeah, it's a great book. And then based on yes or no, we can probably go to the next message, right? Well, you know what I did is I sat down with Michael Gerber. And I did an interview. He actually came into my office. He's 86 years old now. And it was a fantastic conversation. Is that kind of how it works? Exactly. Or I would even enhance it even further. And I would share, do you want to learn three strategies that Michael taught me on how to do X, Y, and Z? And then you get someone intrigued and they're like, yes, we do want to learn the strategies. And then you pre-build the answers. It's like, here's the first strategy. They go through the first one. They go through the second one. And you can also pre-build conversations saying, like, you can learn the third strategy by going and listening to my podcast. So you pre-build all of it. So it's basically like a tree of if yes, then A, if no, then B. Again, like, because it's such an amazing feature, you can always get back to this conversation and create this waiting time of, let's say, 10 hours. And in 10 hours, they will receive the conversation. By the way, did you have a chance to listen to the podcast? And then you would have to answer no, yes. And if it's no, then you're like, maybe you'd be interested in a different podcast. And then you suggest something else to them. And you can pre-build it all yourself. So it's a plug and play solution. So how do you help from messages without going, there's two folders for mail and one of them gets to my spam. And sometimes there's some really good people that are reaching out. I get really annoyed. Now I got all these wait people because I got two Facebooks and they're saying, hey, do you want to get in shape? And I, I hate that stuff. But ultimately, I'd want to be a lot more original. You know, how do you get to the right mailbox that gets opened? So basically, we're talking about ads now, right? So instead of sending this traffic to your landing page, you are sending them directly to Messenger. And if someone wants to interact with the ad, let's say, yes, I want to learn more about these three strategies, it will get to their main DM. So 
you will compete pretty much with their friends and family chatting with them, not with other businesses and spam. Yeah, no, but what I'm wondering is like, if I pull up my phone, I could show you. So I've got my Facebook light page. Now I've got my messenger here. And so then click I've on got... messenger. There is only one thing. Click on messenger itself. No, well, no, because there's message requests that are blocked. And there's all these other ones that are blocked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I understand that. So they block it if it's not someone you know sometimes. But the thing is, they're not going to block it because in this case, you yourself entered this conversation. So you see an ad, the ad suggest you to start the conversation with the business to answer the question do they want to get oh, the okay. strategies I see they're initiating and you're the saying, yes you are initiating conversation that's the beauty of it and you get them in your main inbox i love this i want to find out more about mini chat so i'm looking at an article that you came out with called supercharging your influencer campaigns and i'm a big fan of influencer marketing i've not used it correctly yet but you kind of get all that influence through supercharged power behind your brand. And I had a buddy that did a podcast with someone that's well-known. His name is Bradley. And all of a sudden, his TikTok got 300,000 friends. I mean, it was crazy. Tell me a little bit about how a home service company... So here's one of my ideas. We build custom wood doors, wood garage doors. And mm -hmm. in certain countries, including the United States, some people will pay... $100,000 for like a special kitchen table because it's like by a certain somebody and it's almost like an art piece. I thought about getting an influencer of like a designer, somebody that's world renowned for wood and like mm -hmm. the signature series and having them be the brand ambassador, if you will. And I've got a lot of these ideas, but how do I supercharge influencer campaigns? I'm curious. So first of all, you got to start somewhere and it sounds like you already know where to start, right? You need to identify who your potential customers are for your product who are going to buy these doors, right? And figure out where these customers hang out. So with this designer example, you really want to understand whether his followers are designers who want to learn from him or they are your potential audience. So that's the biggest thing to do. Because you want to target those influencers whose followers are your potential customers. That's very important. See, that's interesting because there's an opportunity that if you get designers, it might be going two layers deep because if you reach a lot of designers and they're pushing the product to the consumer, there's an opportunity there as well, right? There are the opportunity within the designers or within the customers. Yeah, so it would go... Yeah. So you know, I, I get what you're saying. I think what you said earlier to me is you really need to understand your audience and where they're at. And with influencer marketing, do you use like an influencer finder? How do you find the right influencers for the right campaigns? So I would start with doing it manually. So again, like figuring out, okay, I know my audience and I have an idea where they hang out. Like who are they following? on what websites they are, whether they're on Instagram or maybe TikTok, right? And for those folks that constantly create content for them. So you do that. And then you really have a list of, I don't know, 10, 20, 100 influencers because you only get 20, 30% response rate from them. And you start to reach out to them and finding this partnership opportunities. I would say be very careful and mindful with the engagement they're getting. I would probably start with smaller like nano influencers that have very high engagement because these huge names, first of all, they're going to charge a ton. And second of all, not necessarily, you know, you'll hit the right target. So you define this list, you make sure that the audience that follows them is engaged and you decide pretty much what the partnership is going to look like. Are you ready to pay them some fixed amount so they create content for you? The majority of influencers want to go this route or you want to have like an affiliate program with them that with every customer they bring in will get a commission from you. And then finally, you run this experiment on the followers, influencers, followers that they have organically 
and see which ones generate the best results for you. I think the best recommendation that I can give you is never focus on one influencer because it's hit and miss. Like you really want to have, you know, a handful or 10 influencers to test out the program. And within this 10, you would find that, okay, I've got three top influencers that generated the highest amount of customers. And then your goal is to get the most out of those. And that's where supercharged term comes in. And there are multiple ways to do that. First of all, you want to make sure that all their followers see content that you build together, right? And you probably know you run your social media accounts that you get the reach. I don't know what's your reach, like 20, 30, 40%, meaning that only 40% of your audiences see your content. So in order to supercharge that, you will start offering your influencers some marketing budgets so they boost content they prepare for you to their followers. So that's the first thing. Okay, you do, got it. You that's do, amazing. I love that. Yeah, you do that. You see amazing results. You want to get more. So what do you do then? First of all, you take influencer-generated content and you run ads from your accounts and you see way better results compared to ads that you ran with the content you put together initially because it looks more authentic. And the best thing you can actually do is you can collaborate with this influencer and ask them to give you permission to get access to their Facebook ads, let's say accounts, and run ads for your business from their accounts. It is called white labeling. And that's where it's a bomb. Like you can 10x the results of the ads that you run compared to the one that are coming from the influencer talking about the brand. So you're basically allowed to use them in the ads. Interesting. So two so, things. First of all, you use their content. Right. And you create ads from your account using their content. Okay. So that's the first step. But second of all, they can give you access to their ads account. And you can create ads from their ads account to your business. And the reason why these types of ads will perform better because it's coming from a real human, a real person, not from a brand. You know, even when you see an ad, you see like this little circle. Okay, it's coming from a brand. You know, this logo that I'm seeing here, the Home Service Expert Podcast, you're like, okay, they're selling something to me versus it's coming from the real person with a real picture talking so, about the brand. So I have more trust in it as a prospect. Interesting. So I'm working on getting my blue check mark on everything right now. <laughs> the blue check. So it takes time. It took many chat, honestly, a year to get it. I was like, come on, we have over 2 million customers. Why not, why not us? But it, yeah, they gave it. So what, what is your customer base? If you had to give the countries, what's the uh, diversity? Where's the percentages? I'm curious. For many chat. Yeah. It's a mix. The majority of our customers are in the United States, around 40%. And then a huge mix that is spread between Latin America, Asia, Europe. So it's a very, very healthy mix. Each country. That's crazy. Like there is That's there is crazy. no country <laughs> that yeah, many chat hasn't been at. <laughs> so if you've got two million users or businesses, that's crazy. What is the SaaS model? How much is it? And how do you guys because that sounds like crazy a number of clients? It is. So what I ask in terms of the SaaS model, it's basically premium. You can download it and start using it for free. You can get all pro features that start with $15 per month. And then it increases with the amount of contacts you get on Messenger, Instagram, and all the communications that are happening within the channel. So explain to me the freemium model, because I'd love to hear this. This isn't necessarily about mini chat. It's just overall, when somebody comes out with an app that's free mm -hmm. and it's worth billions, Obviously, there's a way to do ads like Instagram. It's free for me to use, but as a business, I have to pay to get seen on there. So how does the freemium model with software work? So most often, it's basically the hook to get the customers in and to start providing value. So they actually see, okay, it's a real tool. 
I can generate real results with this tool. And once I start, you know, seeing these results, what do I want to do more as a business? I want to get the most out of it. And in order to get the most out of it, that's where the main version comes into play, where you can have unlimited amount of context, let's say, or unlimited amount of features. So in this freemium world, it's always, you know, figuring out how much you can give away. So it makes sense to the business to play around with the product. But then also, how can you upgrade those folks to paying customers? Because that's the end goal. And then further goal is to how to make sure that these customers stay with you the longest and pay the most so their lifetime value gets higher and higher. So when it comes to chat boxes, do you believe in a live human, a virtual assistant, or you said some type of algorithm? What would you say if you, for example, we've got thousands and thousands of hits per day. Mm -hmm. What would you recommend? Because I don't think I'd have to hire VAs or I'd have to have a lot of human beings here to handle all the clients we would get. So what, what are your thoughts on that? I would say if you're talking specifically on, you know, communicating to your potential customers or existing clients, I would do the combination of both. So I would set up some sort of automation and think of, okay, what can you actually automate? Can you put together your main FAQs? Because you probably know what your prospects are constantly asking about, right? So you can automate all of that. And then, by the way, when you are doing it, making sure that you mention that it is a bot, it is automated. I'm here, I build it for you so you get your answers fast. And then you add your real human interaction on top of it. So when, let's say, your prospect can get answers to their question, you set up a notification and you will see it each time, you know, there is someone requesting a real human being. And that's where you can either do it yourself, depending on the size of your business, or hire support or virtual assistant to do it for them. The beauty of it is that, first of all, you'll have less requests, right? Because some of them will be automated and they will have their questions answered. But then second of all, when there is a need for this human interaction, you can already see what this person came with, what was their question. So you can be very personalized with your answers and reaching back to them. What do you think about VAs overall? What is your thoughts on a virtual assistant? I think it's perfect. The way I honestly look at virtual assistant is you pretty much outsource tasks that can be outsourced and you do it in the most efficient manner, whether it's virtual assistant to handle customer support, whether it's virtual assistant to handle social media or pretty much any tasks that you have that can be outsourced. And honestly, especially if your business is, is in the United States, the salaries are crazy here, right? So it's always a question, how can you find someone outside of the United States to handle some of the tasks like that? And you go to Philippines, you go to India, you go to Latin America, especially Costa Rica. I love VAs from there because the time difference is only, let's say with California, it's one hour. It's a little bit more with the East Coast, but then you've got high quality, amazing folks with a huge eager to help you and to run business. I have it for my team, even like having huge budgets. Like I always think how to make it more efficient, you know, how to outsource. Can we do that? Have you ever read the four hour oh, work? Oh yeah, week? Tim Ferriss. Yeah, Tim Ferriss. I love the guy. Oh my God, he's brilliant. This is interesting. My mind obviously goes in a million directions. I've got ADHD, but I'm trying to focus because I'm just thinking, if you were to use the chat box, is there a limit that I could reach out to people before Facebook or Instagram shuts my account down if I just run a bot to outreach? If you do it through ads and let's say with Facebook's or Nometa's official partner, like ManyChat, there are other companies too, by the way. So don't get me wrong. It's not like the only one. Then you won't be shut down because ManyChat is a official Meta, you know, partner. We have meetings with their marketing team weekly. 
And it's something they focus on as a team as well, like in Meta. So there is no limit. So if I wanted to set up an account, can I get you personally to help me? (laughs) (laughs) We can discuss. (laughs) <laughs> that's for sure because <laughs> i i can spend some serious cash you know our business this year hopefully will be right around 180 million in fixing and replacing garage doors and we're really trying to get to a billion and customer acquisition is a big deal but let me tell you something different i want to switch uh-huh. everything on its head ready we're trying to consolidate companies and we're trying to get great employees so instead of using the bot to market to customers, why not find great employees and find great companies to buy? Okay. So, so what I'm saying yeah, is... Give, give me a little bit more background. So, so let me give you an example. Here. I know who my avatar is. It's usually a male, 99.9% of the time. Usually they're physically fit. They could go up and down a ladder. They could pass the physical. They've got a great driving record. Usually they're between the age of like 22 and 35. I mean, there's some younger and definitely some older, but ultimately... When I see certain attributes, like let's say if I found out the guys that work at Discount Tire, that's where they work. Mm -hmm. So I know that about them. How can I build an outreach program to figure that out and automate it to say, please apply here? We know who our avatars are. We do this personality testing. But is there a possibility to do outreach? Because the best tires are people not looking for a job. The best hires for me are people that already have a job and we get them to come to a better opportunity. Got it. And right now you're running ads, right? To acquire right now there's ads being ran. We're obviously, it. we're mm-hmm. on Indeed, we're on Glassdoor. We're starting to run some TikTok stuff, but I really want to go on the offense a little bit. And, and I'd love to be able to message him and say, listen, take this personality test and see if you'll make a hundred grand your first year. I'd love Love that. it. So yeah, let's pause there. So you have this messaging. And instead of sending them to the landing page, do it with click to messenger ads. So send it to their messenger, send it to their DMs and have automated conversations with them there without losing a single person who really got interested in that. So that's the first thing to do. So you are getting optimized ads and you're getting the most return on your ad spend. So here's what I don't understand is I guess you're running Facebook ads, so you're really responding to anybody. So you use a custom audience to try to understand or a lookalike audience, whatever you're trying Mm -hmm. to do. And then what you do from there is you run ads to those people, and then that's when you start the messenger. Exactly. So you pretty much nailed it. So you're already building your audiences, right? You have your customers. You build lookalike audience on top of this list, right? And you go to your Facebook ad account and in your ad set setting, instead of using conversion, let's say, uh, type of ad, you use CTX. That's what they call it. Click to messenger, let's say, type of ad. And you send this traffic to messenger. And then in order to make really nice automation, so you do it all like in your official Facebook ad account. And in order to build this automation, so you just not just send them to one message, you create this funnel. Like if they respond this, then they get that. If they never respond, that's when you want to send them a follow-up message. And you do it all, let's say, within many chats, and you connect those two tools. So that's how you do that. But that's specifically if we're talking about the ads, because there are other channels you can tap into. And I can talk into that as well. I'm going to need to talk to you more about this because let me ask you this. Our website is one of the highest ranked websites in home service. It's at about a 60 domain ranking. I think Mm -hmm. Home Depot's at about 85. Most of my buddies that are killing it are like 32. You know, we've got hundreds of thousands of backlinks. We've got .gov, edu, you name it. We've done a lot Mm -hmm. of charity work. So we've got a lot of good stuff going. So we get a lot of hits per day. If you are in my shoes and a lot of the others that are listening and they're getting a lot of web traffic and you want to convert these leads, it's worth an average, let's just say $500 per booked appointment. What would you set up on that website? Would you set up a team? Would you outsource the team? Would you get VAs? Would you use automation? I know you said a mixture of all, but 
you know, let's just say you get several thousand visitors a day. And, you know, we're only booking through all of our channels, like 600 calls a day. Mm -hmm. So what are you trying to solve for here? Are you trying to solve for a better conversion from website visitor to a book? Yeah, because I'm waiting for them to call me. What I'd rather them do is not wait to call. Look, a lot of people are just going on the site and it depends on your bounce rate, quality scores, all kinds of stuff. But ultimately what I'd love them to do is I feel like some people don't even want to make a phone call and we've got a place that they could go to, to leave a message, but I want to build out this team that not only that, but I want to get back to people on Yelp and next door and other places faster. Mm -hmm. So first of all, I would need to check out your website and let me ask you a question. Are you running an A-B test on your website right now to see what converts better or not? No, we've got HubSpot set up and we're trying to create some dynamic landing pages that switch words and, and you know there's heat maps and stuff like that mm-hmm. but do you like hubspot for that tool or what do you like to use the best for changing hubspot is good i also like instapage instapage uh, instapage they allow you to build a lot of variations of landing pages and see which one works better which one works worse and the reason why i'm asking about the a b test is because what i would do is I would start with running a prospect research and I would do, I don't know, three, five, I will start with that one, interviews with those folks who come to the website, just figuring out how to get them, maybe having some incentive for them and just seeing how they, what actions do they do on the website and allow them to ask you questions, whatever concerns they have. You can't even imagine how much you can learn from that. Like with every company, that's how I start working. Like really seeing how they interact with the website. You will get at least 15, 20, or maybe, you know, 50 points on what you want to change on the website, right? That day you had the first poll and you create the second variation of the landing page. You run an A-B test and see what converts better or not. And that's an ongoing process that I highly recommend having because by Improving conversion rates with the traffic that you have by, I don't know, even 5%, just do the math, you know, after the chat that we're having will have such an impact on your business. So you do that and then you also provide them with a very quick opportunity to chat with you and ask you questions. Again, you can do through a website widget on your website that you can also automate and see what questions they're asking, I would say that would be the one without seeing, you know, the website that you have. Yeah, so we just built the whole website in Spanish and the keywords are far less expensive, but you got to set up the call center and everything. You know, 40% of people in Arizona, Texas, and Florida, they speak Spanish as a first language. What do you think about going into that type of opportunity? Do you think it's a big opportunity to go after that demographic? It's hard to say, honestly, without knowing the specifics of the business. So what you're saying, you are targeting market. Spanish speaking. Spanish speaking in the U.S., right? Yep. Yeah. So I'm not sure about the top level acquisition cost in terms of how much, like, would it be better for this audience? and less expensive to bring them to the website. But I am sure which conversion rates will go up for you. Pretty much everyone who gets on the website and see their native language, they're going to convert at a higher rate. So if you know that, that you have, let's say, Spanish-speaking population, that's totally you know amazing move that you are doing. We did the same thing at ManyChat. Last year, we invested in localization. We only had everything in English, but we created landing pages and translated product into Spanish, Portuguese. We saw tremendous improvements, both, you know, conversion rates on the website and then also the increase of lifetime value because those folks started getting more of the product and they're suited better. They started using it better. So their lifetime value went up. So one of the questions I was going to ask you, do you offer this A-B testing service? Is that something that where you guys do that or is that not? How deep do you go and what services do you offer? You're talking about the agency now, not many chats. So this is the right? agency. Yeah. So this, I guess, because would that's be the, yeah, that's the agency. 
Yeah. So ManyChat is pretty much, again, the tool. Yep. Everything that we talked about marketing automation, that's the tool. And if you want to use that tool, you can either learn how to use it yourself or you can hire an agency that can build it for you. Like two options. Like scalefully. <laughs> like scalefully, yeah. With scalefully, we offer all sorts of services. We do two things. First of all, I do high-level mentorship and consulting and consult business owners and even marketing executives on how to build better strategies, how to build better teams, how to outsource and where to outsource. And if there is a desire, then basically we execute too. Or we find them freelancers who can outsource for them because we have huge connections in Latin America, Philippines, again, and other markets. What does an outsourcer usually cost? And I know there's different levels, but I've heard you could get people like my buddy, Dennis Yu. I think he went to Indonesia and he goes, you could get somebody with a master's degree for 500 a month. But I, I know it goes all the way up to a couple grand depending on. It really depends. It depends on the project. It depends on the level of expertise, on the level of English. Ideally, you put together a cross-functional team where you have someone who is really good at social media, at chat marketing, and then you add a native copywriter that will make sure everything is sounds and looks really nice. That's the best way to go around it. But it really depends on the needs. I can't come up with a number on top of my head. Like it can vary from literally $100 for a very tedious you know, work that does not require a lot of expertise to up to 5K, 10K. We're talking about projects like building out you know, the whole website. So do you like Fiverr or the other one is Upwork? Do you like those sites or no? It depends. I don't use Fiverr. I think a couple of times I tried using it. I didn't get high quality results. Sure. I used to use Upwork before I got into, you know, a good network of freelancers in Latin America and Philippines. I think you can definitely find someone who is pretty good there too. Just check out the reviews. But it's again, it's a hit and miss. There are no guarantees as you probably know too. So let me ask you here, I've learned a lot of things. I definitely am going to be in touch with you. There's a few questions I always ask. Well, number one, do you got any tips that you would just overall tell home service companies? I mean, as far as marketing, I'm sure we didn't cover a lot of things, but I kind of was selfish on this podcast. (laughs) Do you have any just tips and tricks for people that own home service companies? Yeah, I would say pretty much everything that we covered already. The first one is I can't stress it enough. Know your audience. If you make a habit of talking to one of your either prospects or existing customers on a weekly basis, just one 30-minute call, it doesn't take much out of your time, you will be better set off compared to everyone else in the market because not a lot of businesses do it. I'll tell you the truth, even here in Silicon Valley with tech companies and uh, huge teams, people do not talk to a lot of their customers, though it's the gold that you can and should always step into. So that's the first one. The second, I think, advice that I have is think how you can stop selling and start offering, providing something of value to your customers. For instance, can you create content that will teach them how to do X, Y, and Z in the market that you are at and just give it away? And the ads that you will set up for this type of content will perform way better compared to ads that will drive traffic to your services. Because people at the end of the day, they're not going to do it themselves, but they will appreciate the value and they will trust you. Therefore, the time they need your service, they will reach out to you. And finally, I think the last advice that I have, I also mentioned it already, but go talk to your existing customers and provide more value to them and think, what can you get out of them? Can you get a testimonial that you'll use on your landing page? Can you upsell them to another service? Because they are already there. It is expensive to acquire the new customers, 
think how can you basically get the most out of the ones that are already there. And very often I would chat with businesses and they're like, oh, but we have only few. Like, why would I care? Why do I would create marketing campaigns for those few handful of customers? No, you should, because those folks can be your brand ambassadors and can be someone like a remote marketing team. <laughs> See them no, this is way. gold. So if I was to try to find a 10 out of 10 content manager, first of all, what would be the duties of a content manager overall? What would you say the basics? These are the core competencies of a, a content manager, like a brand ambassador. What would their job functions be? I would initially determine what type of content do you need based on, again, the knowledge that you have about your customers. Do you want to put together content for a potential YouTube channel? Do you want to create content for the blog? Do you really need a blog? Do you think your customers are going to read long form content or you really need to have someone who is the best at social media? So figuring out that, and then based on the information you have, finding a person who's done it already. If you understand, okay, I want someone who can put together best content for a YouTube channel. Find someone who's built a YouTube channel or multiple who has some success. And ideally, if we're talking about smaller companies, you want to make sure that these are not just strategists, the people who can go ahead and implement and execute. Yeah, you're talking another (laughs) Yeah, because there's a lot of people that coach that don't know how to do it in real life. This is amazing advice. I love this stuff. If someone wants to reach out to you, what's the best way to do so? I would say LinkedIn is the first one. I'm there is Anna Tutska. And then you can email me at Anna at AnnaDigital.co. What is Lemon Pie? Lemon Pie is the agency that helped me be on your podcast. Okay, cool. (laughs) I love this. Yeah, if you want to figure out and to learn from the best customer service, I would say talk to them, invite them to your podcast because they are the best agency I've ever worked with. Highly recommend to everyone. And just, you know, seeing their magic in action is mind-blowing. What are they, so what is their job as an agency for you? Because you're also an agency. So explain to me what they do. So my goal with them was to get to as many podcasts as possible. Initially, the goal was to talk about many chats so that as many people in the world can learn more about it. And basically, we do the same thing as, you know, I walked you through the influencer marketing. We build out the persona for podcasts and figuring out what are the targeted audiences that would benefit from my knowledge and expertise. And then they helped me to build my bio, to build out the hooks, you know, and talking points that podcast hosts like yourself would be excited to talk to me about. And they also did all the outreach. Perfect. And do you have any favorite books that you'd recommend to the listeners? Are you talking specifically business books? No, just any good read. Like I like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I like Good to Great. I like how to win friends and influence people. I like Napoleon Hill. I like, you know, Michael Gerber. Is there any books that just you really think if you could read a few books that this, these are the books? I am a huge fan of everything mindfulness related because I really think that without being here now and understanding where you're at and appreciating that, you can't really be successful and be happy at the end of the day. So I can't come up with a list of books, but I can actually pull the book that I'm reading right now. It's here. (laughs) It is called Awareness by Anthony DeMello. I don't know. Every page is filled with content that you kind of know already, but it's still such an aha moment with every chapter, just about life, about people and how to look at things. Highly recommend it. I think that might be a cousin of mine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you want to, I'll let you give a few minutes to close this out, but this has been fantastic. Yeah. I guess what I want to say is just businesses, especially smaller businesses in this space, be creative and experiment. 
so many times when I hear, oh, this doesn't work, this doesn't work. And then you ask, like, what, what did you actually try? Oh, it tried running ads. And then you're looking at ads and it's just one creative, you know, which is not very exciting running around. So experiment. If you're running ads and you want to test it out, do 10 types of banners, some videos, some things that will catch your attention. Remember about this eight-second window that all of us have to pay attention on what's out there. And then once you do that, experiment with channels. If ads don't work, tap into influencers. Think where you can partner with someone. So continuously do experiment and see what's out there and you will find it. Brilliant. There is, you are yeah, amazing. there is no right or wrong answer. Well, I've heard it so many times. That, look, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. This doesn't work. I'm like, well, you only tried it for a month and you're not very good at it. So <laughs> I appreciate this, Santa. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. It was a fun conversation. I like how you jump from one thing thing to another and we covered so much. So I hope it was helpful for your listeners. Hey guys, I just wanted to thank you real quick for listening to the podcast. From the bottom of my heart, it means a lot to me. And I hope you're getting as much as I am out of this podcast. Our goal is to enrich your lives and enrich your businesses and your internal customers, which is your staff. And if you get a chance, please, please, please subscribe. You're gonna find out all the new podcasts. You're gonna be able to ask me questions to ask the next guest coming on. And, and do me a quick favor, leave a quick review. It really helps us out when you like the podcast and you leave a review, make it four or five sentences, tell us how we're doing. And I just wanted to mention real quick, we started a membership. It's homeservicemillionaire.com forward slash club. You get a ton of inside look at what we're going to do to become a billion dollar company. And uh, we're just, we're, we're, we're telling everybody our secrets basically. And people say, why do you give your secrets away all the time? And I'm like, you know, the hardest part about giving away my secrets is actually trying to get people to do them. So we also create a lot of accountability within this program. So check it out. It's homeservicemillionaire.com forward slash club. It's cheap. It's a monthly payment. I'm not making any money on it, to be completely frank with you guys, but I think it will enrich your lives even further. So thank you once again for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it.